What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the C-String Podcast. More importantly, Classic Rock Talk is back. Yes, um, it is. Disclaimer, nasally voice, so... Yeah, please get closer to the microphone and talk with more of your nasally voice. Nasally voice. <laughs> okay, well, today, as usual, three brand new albums, three brand new bands today. Uh, yeah. I'm actually pretty excited for this episode. I had a lot of fun listening to a couple of these albums. Um... Unfortunately, we're going to start off with the not-so-heavy hitter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're starting off uh, 1976, um, more of a funky, yep. definitely funk-based um, uh, album. Donny Iris, <laughs> some of you know him. He was at, uh, That's actually the only reason I, uh, I, um, I chose this album, was because Donny Iris was... Uh, at the Pittsburgh game the other day, he's a Pittsburgh dude, and yeah. apparently he had some sort of part in this uh, album. Gotta love the Penguins fan. Yeah, coming out in me. <laughs> um, but it is Wild Cherry by Wild Cherry. Wild Cherry. Uh, we're pr- we're pretty accustomed to debut studio albums being just the name of the band mm-hmm. by now. You guys should be too. They're always self-titled. You know, always self-titled. Got to get got to get got to get used to that. Um I don't know too much. Didn't know too much about these guys going in. Um I probably didn't not going to come out of this remembering too much about them. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh Robert uh Robert Pirisi uh on lead vocals and guitar. Excuse me. Brian Bassett on guitars and backing vocals. Alan Wentz on bass. And backing vocals, as well as some synth, and then Ronald Beetle. I'm gonna pronounce it Beetle, but it's yeah. spelled B E I T L E. So if I'm saying that wrong, whatever. I think it's Beetle. He was the percussionist. That's Ronald Beetle. Yep. Um, Robert Parisi was also the producer. Yeah. Um, so double roll there, but um, you know, I didn't know any of them going into it. I can't say there's a lot of memorable names there. Mm-hmm. I hate to be rude like that. I uh, I believe this was their only album. And if not, it was one of two. I don't remember exactly. Well, we can probably figure uh, that out. There. But, so, uh, I heard an interview about this band once. Oh, wow, they actually had a decent They band. had four, okay. I guess. Okay. Just none of them really, I guess, went anywhere. Well, ex- apparently Wild Cherry Except was... for their debut. Yeah. I know their debut did super well because of one of the tracks that we're going to get to. That we're going to get to, yeah. Um... If I recall right from this interview, after they broke up, I think Rob Parisi took all of the instruments the band had huh. with him. Okay, then. And just dipped. All right. And they're just like, what do we do now? Yeah. Kind of just took Which our lives. Kind of wild. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, but we'll get into the track listing here. I don't know where it, side A ends. Do you have any idea? I'm pretty sure it's nowhere to run is where side A ends. Actually, so, it might even be don't go near the water. That's, yeah. It's one of those two. They're one in the middle. <laughs> um, but A side starts with play that funky music, which is, I mean, the whole... I don't think there's an, there's no introduction for this one. You've, yeah, you've heard that song. Everybody has. Can't imagine anyone hasn't heard this song. Um, if you haven't heard it just by listening to it on the radio, it's been in like 20 million movies. Um so just yeah <laughs> play that funky music you know that then it goes into the lady wants your money 99 and a half don't go near the water nowhere to run 
I feel sanctified. Hold on, get it up, and what in the funk do you see? Yeah, okay, so don't go near the water is the end of side one, and then... And then side yeah. two starts with nowhere to run, so that's yep. where your side splits are. Um, I don't own this album on vinyl, so I had to Google it. So yeah, <laughs> we had to Google. Thank you, Discogs. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know, where should we start? Uh, I say we start A-side, you know, we already mentioned Play That Funky Music. To be honest, this album was, I hate using this word, it was mid. Choose a different word. I had to. I had to keep <laughs> up with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I just sound like I'm. Old. Now you just sound like you're I'm old. twenty. I swear I'm not that old. <laughs> but it was. It was all right. It was an all right listen. It's. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's. It's. It's nothing. It's. I think it's a good example of disco, kind of like. That's what I was thinking. Just being there. It's just a funk. Just there for album. the sake of I mean, just, it being there. It's just there. Yeah. It's it exists like upon itself. It's like, not like your Earth, Wind, and Fire, where it's like really creative and like really. It's yeah. kind of just like there to kind of get their foot in the door, I guess. Me, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't it. Know. That's probably what I would have to give it to. I mean, I will admit it didn't. <laughs> Judging from play that funky music, white boy, it, well, play that funky music. It's it's just kind of I don't know. It falls flat after that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's such a well done song to start off with, for yeah. good reason, but. Uh, there's just nothing. I didn't mind. Don't go near the water. I I remember that one pretty well. But uh, the the album is just forgettable. It and kind I of is. Hate to say that, but when you choose funk disco as your kind of go to genre, and especially in 1976, like yeah, you're a little. You late. know how much disco was going on, man. Yeah, like, that was probably honestly around the height of disco. Yeah, and it, it's just when that's all you're listening to. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah. I was just gonna. I was gonna say, um, when you're choosing funk disco, you, you ha, you're just limiting yourself, in my opinion. Like it's it's too limiting of a genre, and being able to express yourself in different ways is just. I think it's just really hard to do. I agree. Uh, and when you just limit yourself to that, and I know, and I mean, you hear shit. I hear you saying, like, okay, you know, people, Tarkis limits themselves to prog rock, or the Eagles, early Eagles, limit themselves to country rock, and it's like, okay, even, okay, let's just say that's the case. Let's just say, you know what, you're right. Even so, I still feel like those genres have way more to explore. And not only that, but each of those bands does something unique with it. Yeah, you're able it's to. It's not just something. kind of there. Yeah. And it, so I think it's, it, that's it, what kills a band, especially like back then, is mediocrity. Yeah, and just kind of going with the same flow of the whole album. I think it's definitely not a strength. It's not, and it's it, it, and you know what? I'm the, I'm just trying to say that I don't think it's entirely the band's fault. No, I think it's just the genre that they chose was not the right decision. But, you know, it's what they it's probably what they it's wanted what to they play. Want. It's what so, they like to know, play, so I'm not here to judge them on what they chose. Yeah. I just think it, it limited their creative abilities and I I, I don't know. It's it's hard to convince me of a funk. An entire album of funk. Like that's just it's not a song or two, sure. An entire album, it's not gonna I, I'm not gonna be latched on to it through the whole time. I agree. Um we are our cat's eating something real quick. 
know what that is. Uh, okay. Um, anyway, back on track. Yeah, we just don't have any sh- super strong feelings about this album. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Um, but that's Wild Cherry. Uh, go listen go to listen it, to it though. as always. Yeah, as always. You every can't time. just go based off of our opinion. Mm-hmm. I say you go listen to it anyways. Yep, you always go listen to it anyways. Doesn't matter what trash, saying. maybe one man's treasure. Yep. Exactly, exactly. But with that being said, I'm really excited to continue. Oh yeah, because we have some two great, great albums yes. coming up. The follow-ups are pretty. Uh... They're pretty meaty here. Yes, pretty they are. meaty. So we're moving forward one year. Released on July of 1977. By the way, in little intermission here, we were going to mention this last time, but we forgot. But I just remembered. You probably don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about the people that we've been talking about and how they've mysteriously been either dying. Yes, okay, so <laughs> we talked about Black Sabbath. Ozzy retires from touring due to medical issues. Um, we should have had a list. We should have made a list. We should have made a because list. Because there's there was, been oh, three Keith or Emerson, Keith Emerson's Emerson. birthday was, I think, on released the day we the, did it. On the day we did it. And we it. had no idea. We did no clue. Well, we did it the day before, and I think we released it the next day. The next day, yep. Having no idea. We didn't We didn't have a single clue. Oh, uh, I wish There's been, we have been, we needed to write so it down. There's been so many. There has been actually a, a handful, like five or six, because we, we've, I wouldn't have brought it up if it only happened once. Like, yeah. it, it's happened and many times. And this continues times. with the theme. Yes, this is, this is why I, yeah, I thought of it, um, because we have in front of us iRobot. Yes, by Alan Parsons Project, and if you know anything about rock music, the 50th anniversary of a pretty big album was yesterday, mm-hmm. and this man had a very important role in making that album. If you can put is. the pieces together, good for you, but if you can't, go ahead. It's explain. the dark side of the moon. The 50th anniversary was yesterday. Mm-hmm. so uh, Not the album we're going over. No. But... Just thought that it's nice to mention because that man, that producer, produced this album. Yes, he did. And it's his band. And it's his band. So if you know Dark Side of the Moon, you know that's by Pink Floyd. And you know it was a greatly produced album. Yeah. So your expectations should be pretty fucking high. Um, But we'll get into... And we got iRobot here, which, by the way, yeah. the artwork for this one is pretty incredible. I like Very it. Very good. It's by uh, the same guys who do Pink Floyd's, or did Pink yep. Floyd's. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. Yeah, really like it. Really futuristic. Nailed that. Yeah. Um, it looks a little bit industrial up here, but we'll ignore that. Um, and then the giant like robot. It kind of looks like water slides, but they're not. But they're, they're like not. escalator. Yeah, they're things. like escalator, yeah. Pods. It's, it's, it's interesting, and definitely what futuristic would have been at the time. But, uh... So this album, I'm going to give a little background to this. The iRobot name has been used for a lot of different uh, things. It was originally a short story by an author. Uh, oh, it says right here, Isaac uh, Asimov's. It was originally based off, of, like a little bit based off of his story. And uh, that's why there's no I, comma, robot. is because Parsons wanted to kind of get away with it and do his own thing with it. And so that's why it's not I, common robot. It's just I, robot. But yeah, it's a pretty cool album. It is a very cool album. 
Um, we'll get into the band members here because there is more than just uh, Alan Parsons. Yes, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, we'll start with David Patton, bass man, and acoustic guitar as well. Yes. Stuart Tosh, percussionist. Ian Berenson, electric and acoustic guitars. Eric Wolfson and Alan Parsons, uh, both on keyboards. As well as Duncan McKay. BJ Cole on a steel mm-hmm. guitar. John Leach on some weird-ass instruments. Symbolum and, uh, and the cantilele. Yep. And then um, we've got a couple more backing vocalists here. Hilary Western and Smokey Parsons. And then a couple more backing vocalists, Tony Rivers, John Perry, and Stu Culver. Yep. And then for the lead vocalist on different tracks, I believe it's uh, Lenny Zakadic, Alan Clark, Steve Harley, Jack Harris, Peter Stracker, Jackie Whiterin, and David Townsend. And uh, they also had a few uh, chorus groups in here, the English Chorale and the the new Philharmonia Chorus. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm glad I didn't butcher that. I yeah, I did. that was pretty good. So, pretty massive band. Pretty, um, very, very. As good. these producer guys really like to do, they like to just get as much as they can mm-hmm. and jam-pack sound into it, mm-hmm. which they did. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into it. I think they did very well, but let's start. Yes. Side, A-side. We have iRobot, I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You, Some Other Time. Breakdown and don't let it show. Uh, we'll just start here. Let's start here. Yep. Um, I Robot. Uh, great, really good track. Great, good, great track. Great introduction to the to the whole album in general. It gets you right into the feel of what the album is going to be like, and especially when that I really like when that beat. It's so offbeat, but then it joins in. Yes, it works really well. It's what like they did works oh. well. <laughs> um. Go straight into I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You. Killer track. Mm-hmm. Um, Lenny Zakadic blows the vocals away. Uh-huh. Um, when he sings about getting the mother load and his voice becomes more... I don't know how to describe it. It sounds kind of angry. But it's like it's still in his tone. It sounds incredible. I absolutely love the vocals. And then the bass line is really good, too. Mm-hmm. You know me. I'm a bass You know fan. him. Um, the bass throughout this whole album, I'm going to be honest, Yep, you did a great good. job. You did a great fucking job. Yes. David Patton. Yeah, David Patton did a super job playing the bass oh, yeah. on this album. Um, which, that one leads into my favorite track on the A-side, which is Some Other Time. I agree. If I'm in the same boat. If it wasn't, I wouldn't want to be like you. It was probably Some Other Time. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's... Um, Again, it, this one's kind of, uh, it says here, actually, it's got a dual lead vocalist. Peter Stricker and Jackie Whitburn mm-hmm. both were on vo- lead vocals for this one. Yeah. You can tell, but then, oh, man, at the end of what, that, that, um, that progression of instruments and the way it comes together and then it leads into the chorus where, where when he's singing some other place, some other time, that, that one line yes. is beautiful. It he does it. He performs line. it perfectly. He performs it very, very well. They both do. Very yeah, good does. job. Absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it leads, and it, the rest of the A side doesn't slack either. Breakdown and don't let it show. Both solid. I really like breakdown too. Both solid. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, mm-hmm. breakdown. breakdown was one that I mm-hmm. listened to. I was like, man, that's a playlist song. <laughs> that's a playlist song, baby. Um, and same with Don't Let It Show. Mm-hmm. I mean, Don't Let It Show didn't let down at all. Nope. 
Um, and then we'll uh, we'll go ahead and go into the B side here. We have The Voice, Nucleus, Day After Day, parentheses, the show must go on, Total Eclipse, and then Genesis, Chapter 1, Version 32. Yep. Uh, there's, a lot to, there's a lot to say. Yes, there is. There's a lot to say. And I kind of forgot to mention the loose concept of this album. But we'll... Let's start with the yeah, voice. Yeah, let's, let's start we'll with... go with the voice. Yeah. Um, the, most, most of the time, when I listen to an album, and it's happened a lot on this show, where I say, man, I, I really like the A-side, but then the B-side comes in, and the way the B-side is introduced, it's not something I'm a fan of. It just doesn't get me in the mood like the beginning of the A-side did. Mm-hmm. But this... Is completely different. It's completely different. After Don't Let It Show, the voice reintroduces itself. It's a great reintroduction to a side. It really is. It's it gives you a perspective of the album being two different things. Yeah, like it's it's super cool. Very super well done. Again, I can't say enough about Alan Parsons and what he did. Yeah, no. Um, and it leads straight into Nucleus, beautiful instrumental. That's an instrumental, the mm-hmm. only one on this uh, album. Yep. Done very well. I think I think it does a great job, and the title itself kind of has me wondering, what does that mean, Nucleus? I, yeah. It gets me thinking. Um, and the fact that it's just an instrumental kind of has me wondering. Um, it's kind of like one of those things, and it's a thing I really like, is when albums have songs where you judge what it means based on how the instruments sound. Mm-hmm. So like that's all a lot of uh, I'll use a night on Bald Mountain for an example. I'm assuming you've never heard that. No, it's an old Russian piece. But it's kind of it's in it has like a symphonic meaning to me because it's you know with those symphonies they didn't have vocals. It's just it's you listen to the tone and the tone of all the instruments judges what's going on. It paints a picture. Mm-hmm. I think that's what this instrumental does pretty well. Yes. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And then uh, those two then lead into day after day. Mm-hmm. So you, you're taking a break with that instrumental um, and then comes back with a completely new lead vocalist and they do a solid job on this one too. Yep. Day after day is not bad. And, and you can kind of tell we're starting to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point in the album, especially after the after Nucleus, the voice still kind of keeps the pace up, and then Nucleus, it's an instrumental, kind of slows you down. And now here's day after day, and we're still we're still slow. We're not punching you in the face. We're not coming right back into it. We're still slowing down, and totally eclipse another pretty slow song. Now this one apparently just only the English uh, chorale yeah. was the only vocals on this, or at least the lead vocals on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Another slow song. It's not bad. I, I no. enjoy it. And the way it all leads into Genesis, um, it's really well done. It's incredible. It's really well done. Um, I've listened to this album a couple times now just because of the way... I've I found myself enjoying an album... Enjoying the albums that we've done that have uh, painted a story for me. Um we did that with The Wall. Yep. We did that with uh, Don't Look Back. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing it again here. Yep. And I've found 
all three of those albums are I've enjoyed them to hell and back, man. Well, we have Tarkus. And Tarkus, Tarkus too. Is another one you can we did Tarkus as well. These yeah. albums that paint these stories, it's it's incredible to me. That that is the single most incredible thing that I think I have found as I've gone back and started listening to these classic rock albums. The the most impressive thing to me is storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it impresses me so much when an album has that, and this album has it and more with the way that this B-side is constructed. Well, I remember explaining to a uh, a co-worker of mine, I, was, I don't remember what album I was talking about, but he says, well, every story has a song, does it? doesn't it? It's like, yes, but to the degree of how well that story is written. Every song has a story, you mean? Yes, every song yeah. has a story, every album has a story, but yeah. to the degree of how it's written and how it's used is very important. And it's reasons like this that I continuously fall back on classic rock. Yeah. And progressive rock. And it's progressive just, rock. It's... It, the way they write stuff is so genius, mm-hmm. and then the way they integrate it mm-hmm. is even more genius. It's something you don't find ever at all in today's stuff. Not not a lick of it. No, I mean, at least from what I've listened, I haven't. It's no. always it's always a very like kind of brief one off sort of thing. Going. Yeah, the one song, whatever, or I don't know, maybe the whole album's about depression or something, or maybe the whole album's about something or another. But it's never just they never. It's never a story. No. It's not a story. Sure, you can pick out an album that has multiple songs about a topic, but none of them paint a story like these people were able to do. And the way they do it, I guess we should kind of explain this one, because we haven't really explained it yet. Yeah, so from what I've gathered from this album is it's basically about robots and mankind coexisting with one another. And not coexisting in the sense of how we exist with them now, but robots are more human-like. So they have their own person. They kind of have their own personalities and their own thought processes, and they don't really like how humans treat them. And so I think eventually the robots try to kind of take over a little bit. And I think what Genesis comes in is it refers to the fact that I think humans miraculously learn kind of what they did wrong and so they kind of they're reborn which is where the the word genesis is like creation that's it yeah it that's what the word it's, genesis it's literally is. it's because it's a bible verse and what's mm-hmm. funny is genesis chapter 1 version 32 doesn't exist yeah because the verse only goes up to 31 so that's why it's a new yeah it's a whole nother thing it's a new chapter basically yeah um and it's it kind of had us stumped initially because we thought or because well we knew that genesis was only the birth of something it's the creation it mm-hmm. is the creation it's, it's the not, creation it's, it's not just strictly a birth it's a yeah creation it's not a recreation it's not a rebirth or anything like that it is it's the start it's strictly the beginning very much just the beginning Mm -hmm. and that because initially i thought maybe genesis and that kind of had me stumped because initially in this album i thought 
that I think you mentioned this earlier, that this was more of just the robots had just kind of the robots had taken over. Yeah. And then more of like we a get into like yeah yeah Terminator, Terminator. Sort of and then we get into day after day and totally eclipse and then finally Genesis and I thought that these three or four or five uh, you know the whole B side in general essentially that this was the re- re- rebirth basically of humans but that can't be true if we are ending with Genesis Genesis has to be the start of something so it's not like the humans came back or anything and like honestly, that. Yeah, with songs like I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You, where it kind of, you know, it's humans kind of acknowledging how we use them. Right. Kind of like, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. And then go to breakdown. Or how he, yeah, or how they like, how, like I said, he strikes the mother load. If I were to strike the mother load, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't let anything show. Basically, you know, like robots have computing power that they have to share with humans because the humans make them. They make them do it, yeah. People would not share it if they had that. Mm-hmm. That's my interpretation of this album. I could be wrong, but... We both could be hella wrong. Yes. But but that's how I saw it. That's the beauty of these albums. Yeah, Anybody interpret can it. interpret it any way they want it's to. Just, it's kind of like a St- Stanley Kubrick thing. You know? Yeah. Why explain the whole thing when you could just try to like make up your own story? Make up your own story. I gotta say, I could... If you could give me the rest of my life... I could never, ever create something like Alan Parsons was able to do, and other people of this era are able to do. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. That's my phone going off, by the way. Please ignore that. Yeah, no, it's... I, I can't do it. I can't imagine somebody nowadays doing it just because of the repetitiveness of everything that we've that is on the radio nowadays. I can't imagine this ever happening again well and uh, this more than likely i don't know if i want to say this for last or now but this is going to go into a tangent of a people of a thing people have a problem with nowadays is they cannot do anything new and what i mean by that is it's really evident in like movies they fall back on the same horror movie franchises. Yeah. They fall back on the same Marvel movie comic franchises. Disney at falls. They're back afraid on the same to stories. stick their face yeah. out because they know they're going to get punched if they don't do it right. These bands got punched and they learned. Quote that, by the way. <laughs> These band. That's the thing about this era, and it frustrates me nowadays, especially. Is if you're going to be incredible you can't live in a box we live in a box right now picture like a a cube if you're gonna do something like this you gotta be like five miles out of that cube yeah i'm just saying it's gotta it's gotta come from somewhere different you gotta come you gotta be it's gotta be you gotta be something else and i just think that's why music today doesn't really catch my eye you know i could be not looking the right place but it's just it's I think people are afraid to stick their necks out because, like I said, yeah, <laughs> right. they're gonna get yeah. punched. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. I couldn't. Have, I'm not gonna say anything else. You, that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> that is iRobot. That is it. Yes, that is iRobot. 1977 uh, uh, by the Alan Sparks Project. If there is a, if there's an album, 
There's been there are albums that I'm gonna recommend you after this whole entire series. This is gonna be in my top five. This is gonna be one of the first three or four or five albums I'm gonna tell you to listen to. This along with the Wall, Tarkis, you know bands 100%. like this that just do this perfectly. They just do it perfectly. With that, we are going to move three years now in yes. forward to March. 25th of 1980. We're going to the 80s, man. We don't really go here very often. We don't. We don't. We went there last week, though, with Power Windows. We did. We, we did, did go, go there. We were even further in the future there. 1985, yeah. right? Weird. Yeah. Tipping over. Midway through. Um, a little too far. A little too far in there. <laughs> but, speaking of Power Windows, another Canadian trio. Oh, so, I didn't even fucking flew over my head. Yeah. Um... um we have here. If you, I mean, if you can get this one, props to you. There's um, not very many Canadian trios to be completely honest with you. It's true, but um, uh, March of 1980, uh, a few different labels, and I can get into them all. We have Canadian rock band Triumph. Yes. Um, you might have to look up again where this uh, splits the sides split off because <laughs> I don't know. Is it? It could be Nature's Child. If I had to guess, I'd, I would guess Nature's Child. It is the end of side A. And then Woman yeah, starts side B. That's what I'd guess, judging by the, like, the timing. Uh, yeah. But, uh... that's I wanted to mention that, too. iRobot will not be a hard listen. Some of these... Sometimes they're hard listens because you'll find us... You'll get you'll have to listen through eight songs that are all ten plus minutes long. Yeah. Uh, iRobot doesn't have that problem. You won't, you won't have that problem there. And then this one has that does not have that problem either. Yeah, so Nature's Child is the end of the A side. Okay. okay. I just wanted to mention that because some, some people don't like that stuff. I did initially didn't like it, but I, I don't. I mean, I listened to 2112 the other day. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> um, Man's going crazy. <laughs> um, but we have Progressions of Power by yeah. Triumph. Um, don't know what studio album, what number. Fourth, right in front of me. Yeah. Fourth studio album. Uh, at least 1980, as I said. Uh, we have Rick Emmett uh, on guitar, uh, synthesizer, and vocals. We have Gil Moore on, uh, as your percussionist. And then Mike Levine as your bassist. And he did some keyboarding. Which, what the hell is up with these three people bands making such a sound? <laughs> yeah, we should... Let's get into I the, think this is an age-old yeah. debate. But, like... How? <laughs> That's the debate, everybody. I think I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's it's a lot of double tracking, but like, man, what a fuck ton of work! Right? Like every three person band I've listened to has such a massive fucking sound; it could crush a house. <laughs> like I don't. Perfect. <laughs> I I don't understand it. It's crazy. And it then you is. have like a five person band that doesn't live up. That's like, yeah. What the hell is happening? Yeah. Here? Uh, but anyways, anyways, let's get into it. Uh, let's start with side A. Uh, I live for the weekend. I can survive in the night and nature's child. Yeah. Um, I can see up here actually. I can survive the single that was the single from this side, hit number ninety one on the Billboard Hot one hundred. Oh, and then, okay, yeah. Uh, not I wouldn't have picked it as my favorite. Song of the I think it was In the Night. Was In the Night the one with the badass fucking guitar solo? Oh, oh yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Oh, uh, In the Night? Yeah. 
Um, because I remember, yes, yes, that's what we were talking about in the gym. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. Because we were listening to while we were lifting, yeah. and then it's, it starts out kind of slow, if I remember. And then it just fucking, like, takes off. Yeah. And then that guitar solo, like, is like the tipping point for it speeding up even further. Uh-huh. And it rips it's so fucking so fucking hot. hot. So good. So fucking good. Um, and Le- I, Nature's Child's not bad for me either. It's not a the bad back-to-back. back really good. Not a bad back-to-back-to-back back right there. Mm-hmm. The A-side is pretty fucking... It's pretty sweet. It's pretty fucking sweet. It's yep. one of the better A-sides that I've that we've listened to. Yeah. Uh, especially out of these three. But um, that, of course, means by by the laws of, of balance that there is going to be a little B-side blues here. Um, B-side starts with woman in love, take my heart, tear the roof off, finger talking, and hard road. Woman in love and tear the roof off along with finger talking and hard road. Yeah. Awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I would say, yeah, Tear the Roof Off, great one. Finger talking, it's two minutes of his fingers talking. That's yeah, it's, it's literally, it's, I want to say it's like more Latin guitar sound as opposed to like the Spanish fly. Right, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it's I compare Spanish it to. Fly. It's like Spanish fly, but yeah. it's kind of like, it's its own, it has a different sound. It's mm-hmm. like a Latin tone to it. And then, yeah, again, Love How, love how It Ends. Uh, tear the roof off when you're talking hard road. It's again, but again, it's just sometimes with the start of these B sides. I don't know how I feel. And I don't, I don't know. Woman in Love didn't. What didn't strike me as much as you know the the A side did and take my heart. Not really my favorite. Yeah, I either. think really tear the roof off when you're talking hard road. Or but they yeah awesome. ended really really well. That's what you needed to do, and they did it perfectly. Great great job. Um, the, very. I don't know. I I guess. How would you describe this band? I guess. I find my all the things that I'm saying right now kind of sounds similar to what I said about um, 1984 by Van Halen. I would say these guys are definitely kind of close to Van Halen. It's not the same. It's not the exact They're same thing. They're not the same sound, but like... But that kind of harder, faster... Yes. Blow your socks off. Rock. I think that's what this is. Yeah. And that, that's why this album really surprised me is because I had listened to Triumph's debut and I really wasn't a big fan of it. There was like... One or two tracks I, li- I really like off of it. The rest of it was just kind of too hard and like loud for my sense. I think this album did perfect. I yeah. I really think this album did really good. Very did a very good job. They and for three for three guys they did fantastic. I they did not set a foot wrong. And then another sexy album cover. I oh, really love that album. Baby, cover. you gotta see this. That one. Triumph logo. <sighs> Dude. The whole thing with the cor- with the strings leading into the abyss and their heads on the side. Oh. Dude, that Triumph logo makes me. I hear like. Yeah. And like yeah, that sound praise. effect. Yeah, that sound effect. I, I I hear it in my head right now. Oh, like just it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful piece of artwork. That is a badass logo, and then like you said, their heads being kind of just like the rest of their bodies silhouetted by the mm-hmm. darkness, and just their heads floating. Yes. Whole baby. Very, very good. They knew what they were doing with that shit. That's really the Triforce of album covers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really, really hot. Um, but that is that is Progressions of Power. I, I, This is a one. Man, if you just want to fucking jam out, kind of yeah. like that you know, Van Halen stuff, if you just want to jam, listen to this thing. This oh, yeah. this shit's fucking this shit's fucking awesome. Yeah, to it is. This to. one. Foot Thumper for sure. For it sure. For sure. It. Uh, lots of songs I love off this one. Um, but that, I 
think that's going to do it. I think yeah. so. A little short at the beginning and the end, but we talked a lot during iRobot. Yes, iRobot kind of... Had our feelings about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Classic Rock Talk, Rock Talk, unless I'm forgetting anything, which I might be, who knows. Um, but we talked a lot in this episode. We gave you guys a pretty meaty one here. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed. We'll come back at you with three new bands, uh, th- probably three new bands, but for sure three new albums when we yep. see you next time.